Hello and welcome back to the Tim Vexelbaum Show. My name is Tim Vexelbaum. I am 32 years old and this recording is coming to you on 12.38 8 a.m. in the morning. Yes, I am recording this at 12.38 a.m. That's a pretty not crazy time to be recording a podcast. I don't know. I don't have a sleep schedule yet still as of my life. I've never had like a sleep schedule. That's just not something I do. Like somebody like asked me like, hey, what, what sleep schedule are you on? I was like, uh, I don't know. I just depends what's happening, man. Like, I don't know if there's a re- I don't have a sleep schedule, man. And that's supposedly not good. For optimal sleep quality, you're supposed to have like a set time that you go to bed every day for optimal sleep quality. Anyway, this is a podcast where I talk about... Did I mention that my name is Tim Weichselbaum? Yes. My name is Tim Weichselbaum. This is episode 41. And this is my podcast. And we're coming to you... I already told you when we're coming to you. We're coming to you when we're coming to you. Who cares when I'm recording this? Who gives a crap? Anyway, this podcast is about, it used to be about comedy, but now it's just about finance and getting old and having security against the economy down when it goes down, inflation. So yeah, it's basically about like finance now, but not just that. Also about self-improvement and sobriety and boring, just like trying to like become something. That's it. So like I used to be like, okay, this is my this is my podcast where I talk about only comedy, but I don't do it anymore, man. I don't do it anymore. I haven't quit. Like I would never. I don't think I've ever declared that I'm like quitting something in my like. I don't do that. I just stopped doing it, and then somebody might like ask me six months, "Hey, whatever happened to that? Are you still doing that?" And I just go, "No, man, that's lame. Of course not. I moved on. You know, like everything is. Who just does the same thing like for their whole lives, or like even for like an extended a period of time? Like I always like look down on people who just do the same hobby for like years, and they just don't get bored of it." It's like, did he get bored of it after you caught like two fish? It's like, okay, I know how to catch fish. I don't need to ever do it again. What's the, that's not, that's not the type of hobby that I could do where just like, okay, I did it. Now, now what? The, the thing that would make fishing fun is just the act of like going on a boat and just chilling out, maybe jerking off. I don't know. Cause you're alone, you know, maybe you have one of your buddies there. You can, yeah, just like it's a very thing to do just to kind of like relax. But the whole catching the fish part, it's like I don't care if I actually caught any. Anyway, that's not even a hobby they've ever, ever that I've ever done. But comedy is. Comedy is like this thing that I became addicted to 10 years ago. And I just like, ooh, this is fucking exciting. I got to get good at this so I can like earn admiration of my peers and like feel like I belong to a community because it is pretty fun to be in a community that's that's like everyone's just trying to do the same thing that's what kind of keeps you going out it's like okay I know I'm gonna see people that are in the same boat as me 
but then you start resenting them. It's just like, well, you again? What am I? I don't want to talk to you. And you do often go up to people that don't want to talk to you, or they come up to you, and it's like, oh, you again? I'll be nice to you because I'm nice. It's my nature to be nice. But you're not my favorite person. You're my one of my least favorite people, and you just. You know, you try not to bother people, but also you do like to go up to people because, like, you see them around and you respect them, but then they don't respect you back, and they go, oh, I thought we had something here. But anyway, so I I don't know. So I haven't done comedy in a few weeks, maybe a week. I don't really know. I had my younger brother, Kyle, visit me from Illinois. He still lives in Illinois. That's where I uh, emigrated from. I'm a refugee. I'm a political refugee. They don't like Trump supporters in Chicago. So I was just like, well, I'm not needed here. You guys could do your own thing. Good luck. Peace. And I was just like, I'm going to Texas where there's like not as much crime, not as much shooting crime. Like we have to worry about like, I mean, there is, there is that. There is that, but not as, it's just not as much, not as much like gang activity and all that jazz. So I moved here, and I was just like, peace out. But anyway, he's still there. He came here, though, to visit moi a week ago, and he left. He was only here for like five days. And so we had fun, and he was nice enough to do the podcast. So I don't know if you knew that, but if you just go back just one episode episode 40 that was my younger brother kyle that's the kyle that uh i'm talking about uh i didn't i didn't really put his last name out because i don't know if people i don't want his name to come up it will though because it's my we have the we share the same last name but i was just like you know i don't really want to like put too much detail about him because he's he, he he's very early in his career so early, in fact, that he hasn't picked one yet. He doesn't even know what he wants to be yet, and that's fine. I'm not knocking that. I mean, I don't even know what I want to be yet uh, when I grow up. So, but he was nice enough to do it. I got him pretty drunk that night. I think that was the night. I don't remember what we did beforehand. I just remember that we got vodka, and he started drinking it with Red Bull, which is a pretty fun mix. You're going to pretty much have a guaranteed something's gonna happen it's gonna be fun if you do gear if you do that if you do uh vodka and red bull and uh so he was just like yeah fuck it so we just started recording i was on a low dose of mushrooms not enough to to make it fuck me up or anything but it was a great episode i think i think i would love to have him be on it like pretty much indefinitely he would just be the back he would just be like the co-host uh, I think because we have a very similar background, like we're from the same family, we grew up in the same house, and we just had we 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 had these very good conversation, like topics that we were able to go deep into, and so that's what we uh, we have a lot in common in the things that we're interested in, uh, you know. So you know, I would love to have him on. Because if it's just me, this will be a short episode, by the way, because nothing happened. Nothing happened, and it's it's not just that. It's just that I don't have anything to talk about. 
Um, except for a couple things here and there. But anyway, so what happened when he was here? So he came on a mission to see what it was like to live a la- on the lap of luxury. Uh, I don't know. It's, it was weird because I don't have like any form of entertainment for him to do. I don't have a TV. I don't have an extra computer that he could use. And he plays World of Warcraft. Like, that's his job. And so he couldn't do that. So it was like, and he couldn't watch TV. And so all he could do was either talk to me or do shit on his phone. So that was probably pretty damn boring for him. But I told, I, that's what I told him. I was like, yo, no, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be pretty boring when you're here. It's going to be like going to, it's going to be like rehab. You're going to be, taken away from the things that you that make your life go by so quickly like you're not gonna be able to just go on youtube and shit like that uh and so we we talked a lot and he drank as much as he possibly could he's not a big drinker so it's not like he drank every single night it was hard for him to get drunk because he's like i don't he doesn't like vodka he doesn't like beer and he's like i don't like the taste of vodka that's never been a problem for me i've never not been able to get drunk because of the taste it's like, if I want to get drunk, I'm going to fucking get drunk. I don't give a fuck how it tastes bad. In fact, I like it to taste bad. I like drinking shit like my lord. My lord tastes like dog shit. It tastes terrible. Does it get you drunk? Yes. Does it leave a bad aftertaste in your mouth? Yes. Is everybody going to judge you for drinking it? Yes. Do I give a shit? No. Anyway, so, so, what, so... We had overall, I think, a good time, but he was get I could tell he was antsy to get the fuck back home. He was ready to get out of here and get back to his nest. Because this is my nest. And it's not that guest-friendly. Like, I had a guest room for him, one, like the first bedroom. Right, He had his own fucking bathroom. So that was pretty cool, man. His, his, his own bathroom right next to his to his dressed to his room which was clean as fuck dude i don't use that bathroom it just sits there empty beautifully in beautiful condition so it's like he had his own apartment almost except for the kitchen which is when yeah that's what he had to shade to shade the kitchen so anyway so we went out a lot like we went out more than i even wanted to because i just for some reason felt like yeah let's just go out i'll show you the town the night he came, I didn't want to go out, but then I just stayed up late, and I was just, you know what? Let's just do an open mic on the street. So we drove into the downtown, right on Sixth and Congress, right smack dab in the middle of the downtown. And he was just like, he he wasn't complaining at the time. He was just standing there waiting to get through this this mic on the street, which wasn't. You know, it's a mic on the street. I love it. I love the. I love Victor who runs it, um, and I have no problem doing shit like that. And I didn't realize that maybe I should have told him that it was on the street, because <laughs> But he's like the type of guy, and there's this age difference between us. Like there's this five and a half year age difference, where he's a little bit uncomfortable, like saying. <laughs> what he thinks all the time and he wasn't drinking that night which was a big mistake i should have gotten him liquored up 
before that, so it was a Friday night, it was midnight, and he had to stand on the sidewalk of a downtown that he's never been before, and it turns out he was super uncomfortable, but he didn't tell me that until after we like got home. I was, he was like, yeah, man, if I knew it was going to be that, I would have totally not gone. I was like, well, shit, dude, we could have left. But yeah, he was like uncomfortable to even say that he was uncomfortable. And I didn't need to do that. I would have, I wanted him to be comfortable, man. He's the guest. He didn't have to be like super out of his comfort zone. Uh, so we got out of there. You know, I was comfortable because I had my gun on me. <laughs> this was an outdoor fucking open mic. I'm not going to not have a gun on me. But he didn't know that I had a gun on me. So he didn't know that he was pretty safe. I could have just started blasting if anything bad happened. So anyway, so that was the first time we went out. And that turned out to be a flop. He was like pretty, you know, he was out of his comfort zone. Like, I don't know, man. Uh, and I was like, yes, yeah, shit. I, okay, say something next time. So then the next time we went out, I believe, was Sunday. We took a night off on Saturday. Yeah, we stayed in on Saturday. That's probably, yeah, that's when we recorded the podcast. That's when I got drunk. And we were having a gay, a gay old time R- recording the podcast. That was great. And then Sunday, we took a little bit of mushrooms. And he was excited to take the mushrooms because I had been talking about how I've been taking mushrooms like every freaking day almost. Going on and on about how, oh man, it's so great, man. It just puts you in this orgasmic mo- mood of like, ooh, I love everybody, ooh, ooh. But, it, but I didn't give him enough. I gave him like 0.3. That's nothing, man. That's like almost a microdose. So he like, he like kind of felt it a little bit, but he not enough to like enjoy it. And like, he was like, yeah, I'm a little shroomy, but then just started eating. He just started eating. I was like, okay, I guess that's it. He's just eating food. That's usually a sign that you're not really tripping that hard. If you're just going to like, if you're bored enough, if you're thinking about other shit, if you're thinking about like your human needs, I was like, oh, that was a weight. That sucks. But I took a lot more than him. So I was trip. I was feeling it more. I was, I took like three times as much. I was like, so I was like, shit, that is lame that you're just going to snack. We got barbecue, which he liked. So, so the shrooms was boring for him. And then we went to this mic on, on that Sunday night, uh, and this turned out to be another situation that was a bust, but I didn't know until later, because he didn't want to say, because he was, he was being, like, stoic. He wasn't complaining. I went, to, I took him to this indoor mic creek in the cave. I showed him. We were there for, like, geez, I don't know, at least two hours, man, because I had to sign up. And I didn't get up until, you know, pretty late. So he was sitting there for two hours. And it didn't occur to me, because I'm a comic, I, you know, I do this, I do it all the time, and it's like nothing to me to do certain things, like, like okay, like a street mic, and this one happened to be a heckle mic. And that was like, to me, no big deal. Okay, oh, they're going to call me short, and like, ooh, I'm going to, ooh, like, whoopee, nothing... I haven't heard before, but he was not digging it apparently, and I didn't freaking know. It didn't occur to me to hey to mention to him, oh, this is a heckle mic. I didn't think I would need to tell him that. So he was enjoying it, I think, up until I got on stage, 
and they found out that I had a brother there because we were kind of talking before and during the show, the open mic. Now, you know, uh, and people were going up to me and seeing him, how how much he looks like me. And okay, so they're like, oh, you got a brother. So I was on stage just doing my shit. I didn't talk. I didn't bring him up. Somebody else said, oh, you got a brother. And then I was like, yeah, he's right there. Come on stage. I was like, yeah, come on stage. I was kidding. I I wasn't actually trying to like pressure him into actually getting on stage. But then they kept uh, trying to get him to, you know, I was just like, can you at least stand up so they could see what you look like? So, but so then when I said that, he starts running towards the stage and just jumps onto the stage at the creek in the cave. The place where Shane Gillis recorded his special, a very well-known club. This dude has never done stand-up before. He's never done anything like that, performance on a stage like that. And this was a heckle mic, and he jumps on freaking stage, takes it like a champ, and starts interacting. I don't think he really said anything. I, I was holding the mic still, but I gave him the mic, and he didn't really. I don't know. I don't think he really said anything. But we were kind of like he was taking it like a champ. <coughs> you know? He was smiling and giggling the whole time. And I was like, and then I just ended the set. I was just like, okay, thank y'all. And then we got off stage. And then we went outside. And he was like, yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like that you pressured me to get on stage. You shouldn't have done that. You should have just stuck to your set. I don't like being heckled. And I was like, oh, shit. I didn't, you didn't have to go on stage, dude. But I was super, I was proud of him. I was like, damn, you did, that was really brave. That took, that takes balls and you did well. Like people were fist bumping us. Like it was a good thing that we did. The worst thing that happened probably is like they made fun of us for being autistic, but I was the one who said it though. I was the one who said, yeah, we're autistic. We make a great team. We're short. I don't know. We're ugly. I don't, we're not a, like, I don't know. I was like, who's hotter between us? And they're like, neither. I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, so he did not like it, though. He was like, yo, dude, that, that was not cool, man. I was like, yeah, but you didn't have to go on. You didn't. He was like, I know I had to. They were all yelling at me to get on stage. I was like, okay, okay, fair enough. I see where you're coming from. And I felt kind of bad, but also he was kind of, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. Like, it's, There's no nothing permanent like, okay, he was slightly embarrassed. Okay. So I felt bad, and it was awkward. Like, I felt bad, but also I wasn't, like, super apologetic. I was I didn't apologize because I, I wasn't my fault. He didn't say he didn't want to be there, A. And B, he didn't have to fucking go on stage. He could have just left. But also I did still kind of feel like, okay, yeah, I guess you're I, – I get where you're coming from. So it was a very silent drive back to my house very silent long 20 minute car ride i was like fuck he's not happy with that so that was the second time we went out so we're two for two or zero for two we're zero for two in him having a good time so let's see so so he was coming i knew about a month in advance uh when he was coming so i was like well i don't know what, what is there to do besides take him to a couple open mics and kill tony so i looked up if kill tony was sold out it wasn't i got the cheapest seats available 
the ones that are upstairs with an obstructed view. But I was like, you know, I don't want to be in the audience. I don't need to be like in the audience. It would be better. But like, do I really want to blow all that money? And like, that is, is it necessary? So I cheaped out and I was like, yeah, at least he's he's still going to get the full experience of like being there, even though it sucks. You have to watch on the TV. You can't even see the stage. But it wasn't bad. And he, he was very excited when I told him that I got tickets. He was just assuming that there would be tickets available, but I was like, no, nah, man, it usually sells out, but I bought some tickets, baby. So he was, he was excited, um, and thank God for that, that there was one exciting thing that we did, and Theo Vaughn was the guest, and it was, oh my God, what, it was a, the best guest I've ever seen on Kill Tony, man. It was, I was cracking my dick off. Theo Vaughn is fucking hilarious, man. And so he was having a great time. I got him drunk during that show, and he enjoyed it thoroughly. Nothing bad happened. I didn't sign up. That's one thing that made it less uh, intense for me is I didn't sign up because I don't really have anything new to say. I don't got any new minutes to do. I mean, I, fuck Kill Tony. I, 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 it's not for me. I'll do it again maybe at some point, but I had my shot. I jizzed. I got the secret. Who cares, man? How many times do I got to do it? I'll do it again. But anyway, because that really is one of the only real opportunities here in Austin, and I moved here. So anyway, so anyway, after Kill Tony was over, we stayed at, for the after show, and I don't know, we were just hanging out. We almost left. I think we did leave, and I was like, you know what? Let's actually stick around for a while. Just I don't know why. Let's just stick around. Let me let's show you the balcony of the Vulcan to show you the, the mural of all the famous comedians. So we went up on the balcony. It was like okay that we talked to some drunk couple. Okay, that did nothing for either of us except for show us that there's boring people. Anyway, so we went downstairs and we were just chilling, and uh, and then Tony spots me. Somebody shows me that I'm with my brother to Tony and so he comes up to us and like I give him like a nice little thumbs up and go hey man you remember me I'm the dude who uh, with the accent and the gold and and then he goes up to my brother he's like oh you guys look you guys are adorable and my brother was fucking stoked he was fucking starstruck and like out of he was blown away that Tony was coming up to him and me and like gave a crap about him and he asked him what he wanted to he asked he offered him a drink and my brother was so star stuck struck up i don't know stirred up by the inner by the exchange he doesn't always talk to famous people uh that he didn't even know what he wanted to drink so he just said i don't know vodka and tony was like vodka you, you just want vodka you mean like vodka soda i was like yeah vodka soda. so anyway so i got him a, a fucking free drink and he was blown away by that so that made me feel really cool. And then I went up to Red Band and introduced him to Red Band. And Red Band was also happy, was also very nice and excitable and like a great guy. And so that was a great way to end that night. And then we just went home after that. I don't know what we did after that. I think we went to the creek. No, I don't even know. I think we just fucking went home after that because there was no top in that. And that was Monday night. 
And that's all I remember of that night. It was a good ending, I guess. That was a good night. Thank fuck. And then, what did I do after that that pissed him off? I can't remember. I think something else happened. Oh, yeah, something else happened that really pissed him off, but also made me feel like a douchebag, too. I tried to introduce him to... uh a comic that I don't know why, because he told me, "Yo, dude, I don't need you to introduce me to people. It's 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 uncomfortable. Makes me uncomfortable, man." But I did it anyway, as this like fucking like giddy. I was just like in an excited like, "Here's my younger brother." Like I just wanted to introduce him to people because I was excited that he was here. But I did it to the wrong person, and like I and he just totally like stonewalled me. It's like, yeah, great, yeah, 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 and just kept moving. Like, he didn't give any glance, didn't even glance at either of us. And, like, I was like, okay, well, that was the wrong move. But, like, hey, you win some, you lose some. Fuck it. Hey, if if I don't care about that guy that much, if Tony it was cool to us, who cares? Anyway, so, and people kept asking us which one of us was older and they kept asking us if we were twins and if you go back to the last episode i don't know do we look like fucking twins certainly not identical twins but i don't know and we're we we don't like do we really look the same freaking age i don't know but it was a compliment it made me feel pretty cool that i that they didn't know that i was a that i was Five years older than him. They're like, which one's older? You guys twins? Fucking everybody asked if we were twins. And he got annoyed with that. I don't know. And we went to In-N-Out. I took him to In-N-Out two days in a row. And he enjoyed the fuck out of that. But other than that, not much happened. You know, like we spitballed a lot about ideas for TikTok. Because that's the thing that I was trying to still do. And like, you know. That's it, though. He just went home and, like, I don't know if he learned, if he got anything out of it other than meeting Tony Henchcliffe. But anyway, hey, fuck it. It was, that's it. So anyway, what else have I been doing? Well, I'm still just trying. I guess I've been, been uh, going through a reclusive time. I've just been being a stay-at-home, not day. I've been, uh, yeah, I'm a stay-at-home son. No, I'm not even that. I'm a one-man family, one-man household. I'm still holding down the fort. I'm still just just paying the bills and trying to think about how to be clever with my current financial situation. So let's talk about that. That's a very boring topic, so let's get into that. So car loans, holy crap, is that a boring topic? But it's something that I just haven't been thinking about because I bought this Mazda Miata back in November, just you know, last year. So I've had it for you know quite a few months, like eight months or something, and I've been paying about a thousand a month on a six-year loan at six percent APR or whatever the fuck interest. Six percent is not great. Uh, for a car, and also the car was like thirty-five thousand bucks. So I only paid off not that much of it because the interest fucking accumulates as you're paying it down. And I didn't realize how much I have to go, and I don't like paying interest. 
I want to earn interest. You see the difference between rich people and poor people. Poor motherfuckers, and this is Einstein, he talked about this. Poor motherfuckers uh, pay interest. Rich people earn interest. So I don't want to be caught between poor and rich and just be middle class paying bills down but not accumulating wealth. You want things to be easier as you get older. You don't want to just be like, okay, I got to work until the rest of my life. So that's what a car payment would be if you're not paying it down quickly. You don't want to be paying $5 a day in interest on a fucking thing just for the point for no reason but i didn't have much cash to pay it off so i sold the tesla and i who i do have the money to pay it off i could pay off the entire freaking thing if i wanted to is that necessary to pay off the entire thing no but i want to be paying off at least enough where i'm not feeling like oh I'm, it's just gonna it's just so you want it to be not a hindrance you don't want to be in debt especially not credit card debt because that's even crazier that's like 20 percent on average like that's insane compound interest so i looked at this thing in this mazda financing portal and i've only paid you know i've barely even made a down payment on this car so i've barely even paid it off so i'm according to the to this loan i look like a regular schmo just paying it off at the normal rate that you're supposed to but a little bit like a thousand a month instead of like 600 a month so only not even twice as fast so i'm paying it off at the rate of maybe four years instead of six which is not a great deal for me because that means i'm still going to be paying thousands of dollars a year in interest so i'm gonna so it's like do so what am i doing i gotta pay off a big chunk of it now make a big old down payment on it to get rid of this nasty accumulating interest so that it just doesn't feel like a burden man it's like a it's at thirty thousand right now that's like a pretty that's like you know a college loan right there man i don't know what the rates are on college loans but let's just i don't wanna i, I gotta make like a ten thousand dollar payment at the minimum to just cut back on it and kill it off a little bit so it just doesn't feel like this big creature this monster you know, man, I mean, it's not going to kill me. A couple grand a year in interest is not going to kill me. But that, you know, that money could be invested in something that does earn interest, that does snowball in my favor, not just in somebody else's favor who's already a billion-dollar corporation, baby. So I'm going to make some big old payments on that sucker. Uh, I'm just waiting for one to clear up. I'm waiting for one to clear Anyway, it's just like, geez, I'm not being very smart with my money by having this looming 30K of debt at 6%. What am I doing? If I'm Because I got money that I'm allocating to long-term investing portfolios. I have two portfolios, two brokerages, Fidelity and Webull, that I'm putting in you know, real money into. Like, up, yeah, I'm going to put in, like, a, at least 50K uh, between these two accounts. So before I do that, before I lock away money in the stock market, I got to pay off some of this debt first. You know, at least a good, sizable amount of it. At least half. 
15k is not that bad to have looming over me. Then I could just go back to paying it off monthly if it's only like 15k. It's like whatever. It's not as daunting as like oh 30k. Ugh, it's just a drop in the bucket. 600 bucks is just a drop. It's barely gonna touch the principal. So I'm gonna do that. It's like a mortgage, man. Having a car payment is like a mortgage. I mean, it's not required to same as a real mortgage. Thank God I don't have one of those. But I don't have zero income. Zilch. I have, I have no income. If you haven't noticed, this podcast is not very popular. And that's why, like, I don't, I'm not making money from this. I'm not making money from anything I'm doing right now. I wish I was. Can you imagine if lying in bed... All day it was an active way to make money. But anyway, so car loans are dumb, man. I mean, it's a nice car, and, like, I'm glad I have it. But, like, you really that really taught me a lesson about living in my means, is when you buy a car that's, like, ridiculously out of your means, which the Tesla was and the Miata kind of is, kind of, Wow, that really taught me how to be more conservative with money because it's like it's not worth the feeling. It's not worth it in the end to just have a nice car. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody sucks your dick just for having a nice car. Or at least not the ones I met. I didn't meet anybody. I, I tried. I drove the car as soon as I got it. As soon as I got that thing, I just took it downtown, had the windows down, and started blasting music to advertise the mating call of like, here I am, fuck me, I'll take you, it just doesn't work that way. Turns out you can't just show up in a nice car and have people like try to enter it. I'm sure, I mean, it, it happens. It happened once in Chicago. These two chicks just like got into my car. They're like, excuse me, can we get in your, can we get in your car? We, we need a ride. I was like, yeah, fuck it. You guys are young and hot. What's the worst that could happen? So, I, uh, yeah. Um, so, the finance, man. Wow, is that a f big topic? Like, the markets are going pretty sideways. Like, they, they're kind of up-ish. They're up. And I'm trying to fucking make a big investment. I'm trying to, like, get exposure in the market. I'm trying to, like, get in. So when shit's going up, it's like, uh, I don't want to fucking buy shit when it's going up. I'm waiting for another dippy dip so I could lower my averages on my positions, man. Because I got a bunch of stocks that I'm watching. You know, a whole plethora, blue chip, mostly high market cap stocks. Like nothing like too, like no, no penny stocks, no low cap, no IPOs. You know, but some tech stocks, some you know tobacco like i got into that one mo is a great if you don't care about if you have no qualms with uh making money off of tobacco it pays a sexy dividend so i'll take some of that i don't give a shit and so i'm waiting for the market to dip a little bit so i could put tens five thousand more into it immediately and just like incrementally over time because, you know, I don't want to just YOLO into something like YOLO into GameStop or uh, one of these tech, one of these things that are could go up a lot. Like Coinbase is an interesting one. Coinbase is risky as fuck, man, because that just like that exchange is heavily 
sketch like they do sketchy shit and there's nothing that special about that company man there's a lot of competitors but the stock is down like i don't even know 80 percent so that's an easy way to just like double your money easily like if it goes back up to where it was just a year ago less than a year ago so i'm gonna put in some money in that i don't know man it just feels good to just lock away even a thousand bucks in like a blue chip like Procter and Gamble, you know, some boring ass company like that that's never gonna go away, like Apple, Pepsi, and just not think about it. Just like, okay, that's a thousand bucks that I'm not gonna spend on DoorDash, for example, or like Gucci shoes, for example, and it'll only appreciate. Most likely. I mean, stocks are not a guarantee, man. That's why you got to diversify. That's why, like, you know, as you get older, you just want to get out of the riskier asset classes. You go into, like, bonds is the most conservative. Bonds are so boring, man. And real estate is is so, you know, that's like a real investment, man, because, like, that's an asset that generates income and it appreciates. That's how you build wealth. Like real fucking wealth is you buy real estate and you just become a landlord. I mean, I, I, I don't think I have what it takes to be a landlord, but there's other ways to make, there's other ways to profit off of it without being the dude that's actually like, you know, in charge of the tenants and actually communicate. You could just be a dude that just owns part of the real estate company. Big whoop. It's not even called a real estate. It's just called a holding company. It's not really, like, it's not, like, okay, it's real estate, but you just own shit. It's just a company that owns shit and profits off it. That's the dream, man. That's the American dream for me. I mean, for the people living in the apartments and paying the rent, they're screwed. They're not living fucking any dream. They're living paycheck. The fuck do I know? They're living, they're working nine to five. They're working their ass off. But me, I'm just cruising, man. I'm just sleeping and making bank. So that's one of the asset classes that most people kind of recommend getting into. But even It's even easier than that. You could just invest in a fucking ETF, a dividend index fund, which I was talking about. I've talked about this before, but I'm, I'm getting more into it. Just these uh, index funds that are just... Uh, bundles of stocks that you just buy on an exchange and you just hold them and they could go up or stay the same or go or depreciate in value, but they generate these incomes or dividends, like some of them like up, up to as high as like 10%. And that's free money that just builds and then you can invest it back in and buy more shares. It just feels like power is being accumulated passively and that's the best man just seeing money flow into your account it's like okay i could buy use this to invest in the same thing or something else and like it just hey it just feels like free money but nothing's free i mean you know everything has like an expense to it but anyway that's exciting to me um but i know i'm gonna get bored of that see that's the thing about me i get bored of shit so the thing about it that's beautiful is it will continue to passively build over the years even if i don't look at it because of drip dividend reinvestment 
something. I don't know what the P stands for, but drip means automatic reinvestment of dividends that the broker will just do for you automatically so you don't even have to look at it for years and years. You'll just be like, okay, that was smart that I bought that. Because uh, time, the one thing we can guarantee in this universe or in my lifetime, in anyone's fucking lifetime, is that time is going to go on. We will change. We will get older. Our hobbies will change. Our luck will change. Our health will change. Our finances will go up and down. So the one variable that we know is a constant is time. That's the one thing we could bank on is that time will go on. So what should we do? We should take advantage of that fact by investing our money, not just having it sit somewhere. Cash interest rates are terrible. Like it's less than 1%. So you got to always have it in something else that pays even like 3% is a, is a lot better. I was going to say a thousand times better, but it, technically I don't think the math checks out on that. So I'm very excited just to be into the stock market in a real way with real money, 50K at least. And I'm trying to get it to 100K with those tech stocks that are going to bounce back up like PayPal, Square, possibly Coinbase, Spotify, Netflix, and many other, many others that are like big time companies, Facebook, Meta, Shit like Amazon even is down. So I want to get some capital appreciation from the price going back up, from the just the stock going back up. And then when I profit off that, sell some of it, take the proceeds, pay the taxes on that, and reinvest the proceeds into more stable stuff for long-term retirement like the ETFs um, that I was talking about that are more stable and generate big dividend. See, because this is something I learned, which is very, very valuable, um, is that you don't touch the principal. You know how I was talking about with like the car loan, how if you're paying the minimum payment, like 600 a month, you're paying barely any of the principal. You're paying off only the interest. Yeah. See, the opposite is true with earning money. Or Well, I don't even know if the opposite is true, but what I'm getting at is you don't want to live, you don't want to reduce the principal for, to spend on something like a car, like let's say I have a hundred grand invested. That's the principal, the initial investment into whatever I'm investing in, like a mutual fund or an ETF. Hundred grand, I'm not going to touch. I'm not going to go through some impulsive decision where I just go, oh, I got to sell this. I need a car. I want a fancy car. No, you're not going to touch that 100K. You're going to let it build. But the dividends, the invest, the actual, uh, what do you call it? The profit. Yeah, that you could live off. Let it accumulate, but just the profit, some of the profit you could skim off the top and actually live off. That's what rich people do. That's how they know how much they could afford. They just go, well, I know what I'm, what I have invested. I know what my, in what my portfolio is generating income wise. So I'm going to spend 
a small, I'm going to spend, I don't know, 50% of that at the most on my own lifestyle. And that's my limit. You got to set a limit and be disciplined. And that's, that's it. The rest, like this was straight from Kevin O'Leary's mouth. He's like, yeah, you could like, it's, if you spend it on stupid stuff, is it really necessary? No, you're going to feel better. I don't know how he, I don't remember how he worded it, but I was just like, yes, that's fucking brilliant. Cause and then it becomes like, you never really have to worry about money again. Cause you know that you're always going to have, I don't know. It's just going to build over time. It's going to snowball that hundred grand might, even if you're making like 6% returns a year, that compounds. So it's 106 the next year, hundred and. 18 the next year i don't know it's gonna snowball and uh, that's what rich people like that feeling of snowballing it's like you're free money baby and uh so anyway you get it you get where i'm coming from not much news on that i i'm just learning i just learned that like hey man that car loan needs to be paid off because five dollars a day in interest doesn't sound like that much but what else are you paying for that costs that much? Not much. Health insurance is one of them, but that's freaking essential. What else are you paying a subscription of five bucks a month for? Not much. That's not, That's a lot of money to be blowing, and my portfolio is not generating that much a day. Uh, it might be at this point, but I doubt it. It, it, it's, it's, uh, it will be. fifty uh, As soon as I deposit... And invest 50k. I could I could hit five bucks a day in passive income from dividends, but you still got to pay taxes on that. That's regular income, unless you use an IRA. Then you could have this tax-free income, but you're not allowed to take it out until you're 58 and a half or some shit like that. 59. I'm not into that. I'll pay the taxes. I'm not that conservative where I want to have like a IRA. I don't know. I like having, I like being able to just take it out whenever I want. So anyway, that's the very boring update on uh, finances and investing and economics. I mean, crypto hasn't really done anything since I last talked, but of course I have plenty of crypto lying around that I'm itching. I would love for it to just go back up to like a new all time high and sell it, take the capital gain, pay the taxes and just put that into a real investment and just live off the dividends, man. Because you don't, you only need a couple million bucks or half, you know, to live off that shit, dude. Think about it. A million bucks is a lot of money to obtain. But once you have it, it's going to work for you. you. That's at 6%, that's 60 grand a year. That's a salary that's already more than enough for me to live off. And that's just a mil that's just one million. Two million, it's a hundred twenty grand. Isn't that crazy? So that's how easy it is to stay rich once you just have a couple million bucks. You don't really need to, as long as you live below your means or within your means, don't touch the fucking principle. <laughs> I know it's principle with a P. Principle is the million. Don't touch that. The rest you could do whatever you want with. Get how? Get it? Just don't be a fucking numb nuts 
and be like, oh, I got a million bucks. I could just spend that on anything. No. And real estate is a good investment because it stops you from spending it as well. This house right here is a, such a loaded, it's where most of my real money is aside from crypto. Most of it's in this freaking house and I can't spend that. Um, but that's, uh, that's where most of my wealth is. It doesn't feel like much when it's just a solid, but it is, I get, it is, it counts as wealth, but it's not generating income though. That's the difference between an asset and a liability because this thing, this house, while it is technically an asset, if it doesn't generate income, it's not really an asset, I don't think. Um... It's more of a liability. It's losing me. I don't know. It's gaining value, though. I don't know, man. I was thinking about this place. I was thinking about, like, do I really like Do I really like being in Texas? Is this really my place to be? Um, so far, I thought so. I thought I was doing great. I made it a year with no complaints, no real complaints in terms of, like, comfort level. Like, I'm super comfortable in this house it's big spacious the temperature control is perfect i have no issues with that what is the issue um well the environment nature is scary nature is metal and that's why i like being out of it i don't go in the sun if you haven't noticed i'm pasty and un my skin has no color but is that a bad thing? No, because I don't give a shit about if I look good or tan or sexy because skin damage from the sun is permanent. I didn't know this. I just learned I just learned this. You could get sun damage so easily and then it just jacks up your your chances of getting cancer forever. Forever. I didn't know that. Just one fucking suntan if if you Gets, if you damage your skin from the sun, you just fucked up. You now have the, a higher chance of getting skin cancer. And it, it, it just you just look older. It just fucking gives you more wrinkles. And it just fucks you up, dude. So when people tell me, oh man, you must not. You really are fucking white. You are the most pale person I've ever seen. It's like, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, li I like looking young. Yeah, I don't like skin cancer. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. I'm white. Do I care? Not at all. It's a sign that, you, that you're doing something right. If you don't have to go outside, it's like, okay, you're probably doing something right. Anyway, so I'm avoiding the shit out of the sun. Dude, that's the thing about Texas is the elements. That's what I don't know, man, how long I could last here. Uh, the elements and the nature and the bugs, dog. I was, I thought that I was doing well in just like, cause this place is new and like there's not a lot of crevices. There's not a lot of like leakages in the house for bugs to get in. But there's, there, there's the ones that I'm worried about, turns out, are still getting in here. Cause a fucking year ago, um, a day ago, just a fucking day ago, I was minding my own beeswax in this at this very table, just chilling, smoking herb, playing a video game on my computer, and it was about twelve o'clock in the morning, 
and I find this big old spider walking down the, just on the floor. And I, I hate spiders. I'm not a big fan of spiders. And I was freaked out a little bit. I was like, oh crap, that's a big one. Um, that's not just some little tiny little baby that I'm used to seeing. If this was a once, this was a new spider that I haven't seen before. And it was on the floor. And I was like, okay, is this, my first instinct was that it was a wolf spider because of the size. And it wasn't massive, but it was just bigger than I'm used to, that I'm used to seeing in this house. It was the biggest one that I've seen so far. And so I was like, fuck this. I can't believe this is happening. My life was flashing before my eyes. My whole decision of moving here was uprooted. I was just like, I, I'm getting the fuck out of this place. Fuck this place. It's just That's just what I was thinking. I was like, well, I'm moving. That's just what I was thinking. Meanwhile, I haven't, I hadn't even dealt with the spider yet. It was still like hiding. It was still just, you know, I was just like, okay, well, I got to deal with this. But I was so stressed out by it that I was just like in a panic. And like, I was like, I was just like thinking of like how I fucked up by moving here. But I was like, fuck, I still haven't dealt with it though. I'm still in the nightmare that I'm stressed out about i was like man i can't believe there i saw a spider can't believe the spider is in my living room and also it's still there and i haven't done anything about it i don't know why it's so hard for me to just why that's so stressful to just kill a spider it wasn't like that fast it wasn't like that hard to kill and but something about this spider was different than any spider i've ever had in my life I've lived along, I've experienced fucking spiders. This thing, there's something off about it. And I could tell it was not a wolf spider. And there's this fucking feeling of like, this is not a regular spider. This is not a harmless spider. This is a recluse, I thought, in the back of my mind, but also in the conscious part of my mind. I was like, well, I'm definitely going to kill this motherfucker. And so I wanted, I was like, okay, I don't have time to get a, to get poison, to poison it. So I just smashed it with a shoe. And I was just like, it, even before it was dead, I was just like, okay, don't get too close. Just take care of it. Put, use enough force to kill it, obviously, but don't get your hands near it. Cause it, my mind was telling me, that this was a recluse, a brown recluse. And uh, it turns out that's what it was. Because I was just like, there's no way that's what it is. There's That's just you being a, you know, that's just you thinking the worst possible scenario. But then I got it into the light. Um, and I looked at it up close, took some pictures of it. And I it was like, holy shit, yeah, that has the uh, the violin that has the, the fucking fiddle on the back, which is how you identify if it's a brown recluse. I was like, well, I can't, I, I, I'm trying to convince myself that it's not a recluse, but I'm looking at other pictures online and they all look exactly like that, even though I didn't have the best view of it because it was kind of smushed and the abdomen was kind of covering the part with the, with the violin on it, but it all checked out. The legs were like spinned, like very 
like it just had a look to it um and the violin gave it away so that's what it was it was a fucking brown recluse and i was just like i can't fucking believe it but that is it checks out this house is very susceptible to that species because i don't really use it that like it they like cold dark places with a lot of clutter they like um clothing on the floor which i do i have a hamper with clothes in it that i don't fucking touch that just sit there and so and this is the season for them and this is where they fucking live but it just was like i can't believe that my instinct was like correct to think that that's the type of spider it was on with like that little um experience because it's just the way it moved i was like that ain't a typical wolf spider that ain't that ain't something you'll see every day and so i was freaked out so that definitely kind of fucking ruined my my whole mood for the night i was like fuck this place fuck texas how do people live here i don't want to get bit by that mother one of those motherfuckers and so i was just like what do i do well i could call i could hire a pest control guy but they don't fucking they can't stop those things from living there um they they're just something you just gotta deal with but they don't tend to like go after humans they're pretty like you know they call themselves they're called recluses for a reason they like to just hide out but this motherfucker was not hiding man it was pretty visible and i was lucky to spot it i mean it wasn't like that visible it was under the table right here so i wasn't looking for it it found me so the fact that I saw one in broad, you know, just in the middle of my kitchen or living room, that means there's probably at, at least more. There's got to be more. If you're seeing one, yeah, so that's fucking gay. So I so I don't know if it's a, like considered a full infestation at this point because I've only seen the one, but I am on fucking red alert these motherfuckers like they weren't they're not that scary looking they're not that intimidating because they're not that big but to me i was freaked out by it but when it was dead it was like this is nothing this is a tiny little fucking thing but it doesn't matter man because all it takes is one bite and it leaves a huge necrosis fucking it fucking eats away your fucking skin and muscle. It could lead to amputation. It could even be deadly. There's no anti-venom. You don't want to be bit by these motherfuckers. And they do are known to like go in people's bedding to be found in their clothing. So you got to shake out. So I was so freaked out by this shit, dude. But then I went to bed, you know. I don't know. I just, I sprayed... Um, and I ordered a bunch of shit to deal with it, all sorts of poisons and like diacotomous earth, which is not poisonous. It's like natural and it's supposed to kill anything. And I'm just going to fucking just lay that shit everywhere. I'm going to put these glue tra So that's the thing. Spiders, especially recluses, 
They have such a small profile on their feet that they barely make contact with whatever they're walking on that you can't really kill them by just spraying a parameter of liquid poison. They just walk over it and that's and they're fine. You have to directly spray their bodies to kill them. So if you don't see them, you, that ain't going to do it. They walk in the shadows. You don't usually see them. So to get rid of these motherfuckers, you have to use glue traps um, or just a shitload of dichotomous earth, um, which I will be using too. And you just got to get every little crevice, every little hiding place. And so that's what I'm doing, man. I, 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 I cleaned. That's another thing is you got to get rid of the clutter. That's the first step. You get rid of the clutter. You do a deep clean of your house, like vacuum every little spot and corner, which I did in just doing that made me feel much safer. Just getting rid of the dust, man. I didn't even think it was dusty, but when I finished vacuuming, there was fucking four inches of like thick ass dust in there. And there was no spiders in the vacuum cleaner. So I was like, okay. It's not like I'm infested with them yet. And, you know, it's peak season for them right now. This is like peak mating season. The one I found was an adult. You just got to make it till October. So two more months of living on edge and they will go back to in the shadows and you won't see them in the winter. Um, so I just, so yeah, once I got rid of the dust, I felt, and also I started wearing shoes, which I'm wearing Still, I'm just going to start wearing shoes all the time and checking them thoroughly before putting them on. Same with any article of clothing. And I felt a lot safer now that the house is clean because, I don't know, when everything's clean and like brightly lit, it's like, okay, there's nowhere, nowhere for them to go. And I got this spider spray that's only for spiders and it supposedly creates like a perimeter where they don't want to cross it's like okay i don't believe it i don't think that really is going to work that effectively but it gave me peace of mind to just see this fucking poison going in every fucking corner and underneath all the furniture it just gave me a peace of mind it's like okay it'll do something it'll at least it'll at least like poison me it'll at least take a couple of years off my life if anything so anyway, it's I'm kind of getting over it. Like it, it was quite a shock to get over because I was just like, okay, first of all, I can't believe a spider made it in and it's just on the floor. Second, like it's it's a it's a hunting spider. These motherfuckers don't make webs. And second of all, that's a fucking one of the only spiders that you're supposed to be afraid of. That it's the that one of the only ones in the country that could that is very medically uh venomous that you have to medically relevant they have to worry about are you kidding me so i was double that was a double whammy of a thing that just hit me but cleaning the house really helped and just learning about it helped and i did so much i just couldn't stop going on reddit and so many other people are finding these things in their homes like more than one of them. And it's rare for a person to post a picture of a spider on the internet 
asking if it's a brown recluse and it actually turning out to be a brown recluse. They're like the most misidentified spider, but not any, not anymore. If this particular year, every single time, every single post almost was like, yep, that's a fucking brown recluse. It turns out, yeah, sorry, yep, that is, sorry, you're fucked. It's like, holy shit. And it's mostly in Missouri, not a lot of, like, Texas, yes, but Missouri, I am not moving there. I repeat, if anybody asks me to move, I'm not moving there. Fuck that, dude. That turns out as, like, the worst place for spiders in the whole country, especially brown recluses and black widows which I've not seen. I've not seen a black widow. But just knowing that there's brown recluses in my fucking house where I chill out, where I sleep, where I do the fucking podcast. Like this green screen behind me is a total no-go. You can't just leave a piece of cloth draped along the ground and not deal... You gotta not... That's a breeding ground. But since I use it a lot, it's not really a, that big of a place for them. They're not going to use a they're not going to hide out in a place that you often move around and use a lot. I use this green screen like I move it around back and forth. So I'm not too worried. Also, I doused it in that fucking spider spray, which gives you peace of mind. Poison just makes you feel better. Makes you feel safe. Knowing that you're just surrounded by by poison, poisonous chemicals, but at least it's the kind that I used, not the kind that the spider used on me. God forbid. So yeah, I just sprayed the shit out of that shit around my bed. There's no spiders welcome in my bed, man. And these are, it's crazy, man. That's the one spider that like you're supposed to kill. A lot of people are like anti, like they don't don't kill the spider, man. They're good. They're not, they're not doing anything wrong. It's like yeah, whatever. It's a sp- it's a fucking spider, man. There's no, they're not endangered. Anyway, but you know, if you kill only spiders, you're gonna get a lot of other shit infesting your house. So you know, of course, they play a role. But these fucking recluses, I don't give a fuck about what they're doing. They're not doing shit. But that's why you got to clean because that's the reason they were coming down on these on this floor is because clearly they were looking for something. If there's dead, even just dead, a few insects here and there, I mean, you got to fucking clean your fucking house, man. That's what I've been learning. And the more I become a recluse, the more I'm going to attract brown recluses because they love hanging out with me. They do. It turns out brown recluses like being in the same fucking room as humans. That's what I heard somebody say. It's like they only go in the rooms that I'm in. Isn't that fucking weird? Fucking creepy, man. And so glue traps, that's one of the real only effective solutions, which doesn't feel like that much of a solution. It's like that's not going to get to the root of it. That's just going to kill a couple of them that happen to be in that part of the room. But they are effective, I guess. They have some sort of bait on them, I hope. So I saw a picture of these glue traps, and they're fucking nat. Dude, if you leave it out for like a month, 
people will find like a fucking, they'll be loaded with spiders and they don't even know that they had that many spiders in their house. But that's how fucking creepy it is. Like you don't know until you know, until you set up like a sentry system. You, you don't know how many fucking creatures are just making their way. So I will be setting up many glue traps in the next week and I will report back to talk about how many fucking creepy crawlers have been caught. And I am curious, morbidly curious, but also a little freaked out to find that out. Oh my goodness, man. Brown recluses. But I felt pretty badass that I took care of one. You know? That I took, that I knocked one off. It's like, yep, me versus the one of the most poisonous spiders in the country. Okay. 1-0. So I'm becoming tougher. It makes you tougher knowing that you're living in the same habitat as that. It's fucking hard to prevent that you just got to embrace it it's like okay i guess it's their house and they're mostly in the attic i I think because where else would they be but anyway just got to keep shit clean keep clutter to a minimum move shit around to show that you're being that you can't set up shop here i don't know man it's a i'm no longer that stressed about it but i've only just seen it's just the beginning man I just, the education helped, learning about it helped, learning how to deal with it, knowing that they're not that aggressive, they don't like to seek out humans, but then I've, then again, I've heard many people that say that they have been bit in their fucking beds, so I don't fully buy it, I think, and you know, it's, and there's such a big population, they're not that reclusive, they're fucking in plain sight, so that's fucking... That's the big news of this episode is that I got attacked by the one spider I was most worried about being attacked. It's not like I was like absent-minded when I saw it. I was like, "Oh shit, that that looks like a recluse." Like that's the that was my first fucking thought. It's crazy. And it turned out that's what it was. And it's like I do think about this all the time. It's like, "Oh shit, I got to make sure there's I got to like shake out my shower curtain and all that. So I don't know, man. So that's Texas. That's what it's like living here. And I was just thinking like, oh man, I got to move so far north. I'm moving to Canada. I'm moving north as fuck. But then now I'm like, eh, you're just being a pussy. Who cares if you lose your arm, man? So anyway, the last topic of the episode is... That I just started on Zoloft. I am biting the bullet. I am trying a real pharmaceutical to treat depression. It's been less than a week since I went on it. It's a, it's a pretty low dose, 50 milligrams. It's not the lowest dose, but it's, you know, a pretty low dose. And I'm experiencing side effects, but I'm going to stick through it because I need something to give me energy and drive to get back on the horse to give me the energy I need to reach my goals. That's the main reason I'm doing it. And I'm not a bitch. I don't know. I guess like I've been putting it off for like my whole life. Cause the one, cause I did give it a try. Actually, I gave antidepressants a try SSRIs in high school, way back in high school when I was like 17 
And as soon as I went on them, I noticed that it was harder to come, and I threw them the fuck away. I was just like, nope, I don't care about my happiness. I care about my dick. Thank you very much. So I just never even did them enough to know if they worked. So that was, so then I took a long break, and now I'm back on them. For real, though, I'm actually giving them a serious try, and I do have side effects, and I had a fever, actually, like a 99 low-grade, very low-grade fever, I guess, uh, technically, right before recording this, and, I, and that's, that's a side effect. That's like, that's noticeable. That's not a mild thing. You know, but it is, it's not that bad. It's pretty mild. What else? So I noticed the dick immediately, same thing. It was like fucking going right back to high school of not having my dick work as good as it did prior to going on these meds. Because um, I know how to use my dick. I know how to fucking finish, dog. So this shit makes it a little bit, it just, it's not that bad though. Like it takes away the sensation a little bit, but I'm just going to deal with it because at the end of the day, not being able to jerk off as much isn't really something to be looked at as a bad thing. It's like, okay, maybe I'll just actually do other shit with my time. Um, and also I still could finish. So it just makes it take a slight, just makes it take a little longer. Okay. Whoopee, more time to jerk off. And, but the product, like the orgasm is way less of what I normally am able to do. It's less, um, output. So it feels like there's like a, um, something being held. It just feels like, um, not as much as being released. Like I'm not getting a full release of the fluids that I'm normally that like, Something's backed up there. But whatever, that's just one side effect that it's not a deal breaker. I need to get, I need energy and to give me, get me back into my product. I just need to, I've been wasting time not being creative because of something holding me back. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to see how that goes. So far, nothing bad. No, like, real danger, like, no scary side effects like they warn you about. Like, no, like, suicidal thoughts. Maybe I'll get them in the next few weeks. I don't know. But I, I'm good. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm going to let them do their thing. But I do have nausea. I have a, just some, just some nasty, like, flu-like symptoms. But, hey... They ain't stopping me from doing an extra long episode of this podcast. I said it was going to be a short episode. It turned out to be a long episode. How does that always end up happening? I don't know. But I'm going to let y'all get back to what you're doing. I hope y'all have a good week. It's been fun. Nancy Pelosi went to Taiwan. She did not get shot down, thank God. She's a very important person to the stock market. She knows what to invest in. Anyway, this has been episode 41 of the Tim Weichselbaum Show. Have a good rest of the week, y'all. <laughs>